What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I'm not exactly sober, so. Oh, that's fine. And we got that on tape, so let's just make it happen. <laughs> oh, people at home! What's up with that? My name is PC Tony. I am the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny and your podcast Jedi. And this week I am joined by my main man, the myth, the legend, none other than the MVP of the chair shot itself. He's nefarious in his means and he's firm in his beliefs that Jesus did the job. It's not other than Christopher Platt. Y'all miss me? I came up with that one on the riff. Sorry, buddy. No, that's all right. Greetings and salutations. And the irony is, and I know we're going to get into this momentarily, but uh, Saturday, Mania Saturday, I walked into AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Jerry World, rocking proudly. My Jesus did the job, and his dad was the promoter t-shirt. And it got over. It got over. Just like we told them it would. All right, this is the 319th edition of the DWI podcast. No DPP, no AJ Belaz. It's just PC and Platt. Sorry if you missed that show. Um, it's it's kind of on hiatus. It might be saved for special occasions. We're just kind of working things out right now as we get into the non-WrestleMania season. But nonetheless, this week... Um- I'm basically the Wanda Sykes of the chair shot. All my shows end up getting canceled, but they keep giving me shows. <laughs> that show is not canceled for not being good. Let's just put it this way. And it's not really canceled. Uh, yeah. So it's just you and me this week, my friend. Um, and I, and I love that. And we got to get into everything that happened with you. You went to WrestleMania, um, I, I want to hear the experiences and, and, and what you what you felt watching uh, live and, and things of that nature. But before we do that, DWI podcast 319. I think, you know, it's, it's Friday. It's late afternoon, early evening. I think we, we really, we really just got to get into what's cracking on the drinking side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's What You Drink in DWI Podcast. I know Platt loves a little George Thorogood. I love hanging out with my good friend Chris Platt. I haven't seen him in a while. What, anything special you drank when you were down at WrestleMania? Shout out to the farmer's market that was right across the street from our Airbnb. They had a Jamaican restaurant. 
or excuse me, they had a yeah, I guess a Jamaican restaurant would be yes, that's accurate. My bad, I've already been drinking today, but I I I lifted up on what they called Bob Marley's. So it was an alcoholic slushy beverage, and it had the yellow, black, and green colors of the Jamaican flag, and they called it the Bob Marley. So I overdosed on Bob Marley's all fucking weekend. So shout out. I wish I could remember the name of the restaurant. If you ever get to Dallas, if you ever get to Dallas, go to the Courtland Farmer's Market. It's the only Jamaican spot in the Melon Farmer, and ask them for Bob Marley. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee it. What you got going on tonight? I have no idea. I'm picking this can up now because I go to the liquor store, and in lieu of my typical fifth of Kettle One, I try to get, like, IPAs that either the can looks cool or I've never had them before. So apparently today... I am feasting on, well, feasting is not apropos because I'm drinking. I guess I'm drinking on Wild Leap Local Gold Blonde Ale, 5.4% alcohol. Okay. And it's getting me where I need to be. Yeah, it's like a docile, pilsner-ish kind of thing. A little blondish ale, a little easy drinker. Yeah, you'd like something like this because you like those cheap-ass American beers, so they're similar to that. They just have a little more flavor. <laughs> Listen, you know? come on now. People have been listening to this podcast for a long time, or the network, know that I'm the IPA king, BTW. Okay, but what you drinking right now? Fuck you, by the way. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I, break, I, I was drinking New Belgium Fat Tire all day. All right, and I had plenty of shots of Jameson, uh, and right now uh, I'm sitting at home with a can of Miller Lite. What do you want me to do? Yes. He's working on his figure, ladies and gentlemen. I'm hydrating. It tastes great, less filling. I'm hydrating. No, it's actually, uh, it's actually tastes less, less filling. That should be the thing. Shout yeah, out to you, though, man. My grandmother, rest her soul, my mother's mom, she used to love her some Miller Lights as well. She gave me a sip of it at one point in time. I think I probably was about four or five, and... I ain't drank one since, so I guess it worked. All right, let's let everybody know what's happening. Oh, I don't think I have that. Yeah, we'll let you everybody know. Don't. Yeah, the big show you sheet. Don't. We let everybody know you what's don't. happening on the big show sheet? No? Well, this is the big show. I had it. My bad. I didn't know. Yeah. Do you want to do the high yeah. note or do you want to, should we do it again? Should we do the high note better than Dan and AJ do it? Tony, I literally just got my voice back. All right, I'll do, 48 hours I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. This week on the podcast known as DWI edition 319. Well, well, we're waiting. Well, Don't you think you Bobby Darren or Frankie Avalon or some shit? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to show up DP and AJ. Anyway, this week on the podcast known as DWI, it's another edition of BCM Platt, which I know your earballs will definitely enjoy. Uh, our very own MVP right here, Christopher Platt. One of my, you know, two, three bestest friends in the fucking world was at WrestleMania. We're going to let him tell us how his journey was with Kariba. We're going to get into our thoughts moving forward in WWE. Maybe we're going to talk about what's happening in the NBA moving into the playoffs. Who knows what we're going to do here this week on the 319th edition of the podcast known as DWI. But until then, we're going to hit you with a commercial and we'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Chris? 
I don't even want to ask you a question. I just want to let you talk about your experience. WrestleMania. So, number one, I went solo dolo. Kriba did not accompany me on this trip, unfortunately, because of situations and circumstances. As you all know, if you listen, my better half is with child. But shout out to her sister who came down to keep her company that weekend. And frankly, it was her idea for me to go down to Mania. So this is kind of my last hurrah, you know, before I have to actually become an an adult in T-minus two months or whatever the fuck. So she sent me down to Dallas with the eat it. Don't fuck anybody while you're down there. And I can happily say that I obliged. I capitulated. It was all good. Did visit a strip club, though. Was at a strip club to about 5 o'clock in the morning. But this is how washed I am. I'm at the strip club with the strippers, and we're sitting here. We're talking about our kids. And one of them even showed me pictures of her kids. And I'm talking about how I got my boy on the way and stuff like that. Like, they were nice girls, man. They were nice girls. But I say this all the time, man, and, and it bears repeating. If you're a wrestling fan, and obviously you're a wrestling fan because you're listening to this shoe right now, you got to get to a mania. You have to find a way to get yourself to a mania. It, it, there's no experience like it. I have a ball every time I go. And the greatest part about this particular trip is that the shows themselves were actually excellent. But, yeah, it, it's just an awesome experience. I meet up with some of my buddies. I've been in Dallas less than two hours. Next thing you know, I'm outside smoking a cigarette with a friend of the show, Jake the Snake Roberts, or friends of the show, Jake the Snake Roberts and Wildfire Tommy Rich. Like, that's just how crazy it gets when you go down to Mania. I made it to an indie show, which was on my bucket list to visit an indie show during Mania. I went to the uh, GCW show, showed up late, got in for free. So shout out to them. I got to see Sean Waltman versus Joey Janela, who is looking absolutely amazing, by the way. If you haven't seen Joey Janela lately, he's looking fantastic. He's got abs and shit. Like, for real, like, he's got abs and shit. Like, the match was what it was, but it was cool to see Sean Waltman. I have history with him, but we'll talk about that at a different time. Uh, Made it into the Kevin Nash party, snuck in there for free as well. Nash wasn't there, and honestly, it was kind of a sausage fest. But it is what it is. But I got in for free. Jeff Hardy was flooded, and it, people were telling me that like he was like completely flooded. And I, I saw it when I got there because I get there and this Mella Farmer is on stage playing a goddamn ukulele. So <laughs> if you're not Tommy Tim, and I'm, I'm aging myself here, I don't even know how many people are gonna get that reference. He was flooded. <laughs> What's up? Oh man, I could wish I could remember the lyrics. I had one of my best friends down there with me, not named PC Tunny. He was a Labs fan. Because, you know, most people, everybody used to watch the shit. He's not really up on the current product. I feel like he was just trying to get away because he's got a wife and, and two little girls. He was just happy to be around some testosterone for a little bit. But he had an absolute ball. And the best part of my entire weekend was watching him mark out wherever we went. Uh, Ran into Bailey. She was super cool. I was too cool for school to get a picture with her. Why? I have no idea. But I also ran into Mr. Anderson that same night. So I had to get a picture with him because I felt bad for not getting a picture with Bailey. He was super cool as well. A lot shorter than I anticipated. But, you know, he was thicker than a snicker. You know, no homo or pause or whatever you need to hear. But super cool guy, though, man. Honestly, just super cool guy. It's just an experience like none other. I can't even really put it into words, man. If you're a fan, you got to make it to a mania at some point in time in your life, man. It's, It's just an experience that you will never forget. And the worst part about that experience is when you get back to life and reality coming down. It's like a, I, I, I've dubbed the term the mania hangover, and I'm just getting over that. Lost my voice when I was down there. Caught a cold when I was down there. I literally just got my voice back, and Tony can assess to this because we've talked a little bit. I didn't get my voice back to like late Wednesday, you know, after coming back from mania, and I came back on Monday. But just an awesome experience overall. Ate some good food, saw some good people, ran back into some good friends, 
Got to meet some new friends. Shout out to Mike Knox. I actually got to meet him for the first time in person. We had a great time hanging out. I was actually with him when we ran into Bailey. He got the picture. I didn't. I was trying to be cool. Why? I have no idea. That's going to haunt me until I get another opportunity to do so. But not only was it just a cool experience, but the mania delivered this year. And I feel like it was a makeup for the last time that they were in Dallas, which coincidentally enough, I was there as well, was which was Mania 32. But overall, man, this was an, an excellent WrestleMania. And of course, I, I had fun. I mean, do you have any questions about my time down there in Dallas or and whatever off of anything I've just said? Sure. <laughs> Tiptoe through the window, by the window, that's where I'll be. Come tiptoe through the tulips with me. Tiptoe to the tulips. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I swear to God, I'm not bullshitting, man. Kevin Ash Party, they had a stage. Jeff Hardy was on said stage playing the goddamn ukulele, man. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Hardy tiptoes the tulips on the stage at WrestleMania. <laughs> I swear to God, man. That's the only time. That's. Only shit you could see by coming to a mania. And my boy Frank, man, God bless him. He was so excited after leaving the show, man. He was so pumped up. Number one, he went and bought a few shares of WWE stock. He's already pumped up about going to mania next year out in L.A. He's trying to talk his wife into it and this and that. And the funniest thing is, you know, obviously, we're going to get into the, the actual card a little bit here, but he was excited to see Stone Cold Steve Austin, like his first goddamn mania, and he gets to see Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle, right? Him and his dad, they were huge Rey Mysterio fans. He got to see Rey Mysterio. He got to see The Undertaker's entrance. But of everything that he saw all weekend, the one wrestler, the one wrestler that he went ham over and popped hardest for, can you guess? Uh, no, I can't. Seth freaking Rollins. He, he was here for the choir. He was here for douchebag ass Seth. So much so, he downloaded Seth's song to his Spotify and it's part of his workout playlist now. He even ordered. He even went on Amazon and ordered a Seth freaking Rollins tank top that he is currently wearing right now, terrorizing his wife, playing that song on the Amazon Alexa as he's in his man cave basement watching the Masters. He went up for Seth freaking Rollins. Made me like the character more. I mean, I. Yeah, I believe in Seth. I don't know what 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 you think of Cody. <laughs> oh, I mean the the Cody thing was uh, uh, immaculate, and it was it was personally it was surreal to me to see that presentation of Cody in a WWE ring. Like it it was like it didn't compute to me. It was like breaching my reality. You know what I mean? Obviously, he went up for Cody, and the the crowd we went super hyped for Cody. But you know, again, he's a lab spam. I had to explain the significance of Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE and what that meant and why everybody went ham, melon farm, and cheeseburger for it. You know what I mean? And he got it. But, yeah, Seth freaking Rollins, that's his guy. That's his guy. Seth freaking Rollins. That's fair. I mean, I thought it was a great night. I I mean, I, I actually tweeted out to the people and let them know that, hey, listen, yes, WWE's, uh, you know, Production value is better than AEW's. <laughs> Case you didn't know, it's better than damn near anybody else. Who does who does pomp and circumstance better than WWE in entertainment? You know. Uh, yes, AEW fans. WWE's production is better. LOL. Like 
you know, we had all these people on Twitter and social media that were like, oh my God, look at how cool Cody looks there and everything. It's like, yeah, like you, this is what separates them. It's not necessarily the wrestling. It is a little bit the storylines, but it's mainly production value. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and promotion, like, you know, there, Vince McMahon is one of the greatest promoters in America. He's up there with, I would put him up there with PT Barnum and Don King. And I'm sure there's some others that I'm not thinking of off Henry the top of Ford. my head. Eh, yeah. He, eh. Got, he got his workers to live at the plant so he could just think it would spend their money back with Ford. Touche. But Vince got his promoters to believe they're independent contractors, even though they're under contract, so he doesn't have to pay their health insurance. So, pop your collar. The game is the game, man. Game is the game. Word. Yeah. But, yeah, just an overall phenomenal experience, man. It, it really was. So, what was your experience watching WrestleMania? And I I, I kind of want to do that. I don't know if you wanted to cut to a break or whatever the fuck. But no, we're good. I, I kind of want to kind of, what you say? No, we're good. Okay, yeah, I kind of want to go back and forth, man, because I feel like there were, when I went back and watched it on the CAC, there were certain matches that came across better watching it on the CAC than they did live and in person. So, I, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts sitting there watching it, you know, on the CAC. First of all, I would like to, you know, between you and I personally, um, let you know that uh, Bianca Belair, I told you so a long time ago, we're not going into that. Like we we could get back into that, but okay. True story. You, true true story take, though, take, right? Take true story. True story though. I never I never said she wouldn't win in Mania, man. I just didn't like no, the the storyline story leading up yeah. to that. That's all. True story. That's all. Um, true story. Love you. She, by um, the way, she no, no, was over love... like. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and for, and for my money, that was the best match of the entire weekend. I was gonna say that's where I was going. That was my favorite match on television the entire weekend. Honest to goodness, and I wasn't expecting it to be either. But it was my, I thought it was the best match of the weekend. Um, Vince, Vince was great. <laughs> Shout out to Vince. The match wasn't great, but Vince was great. I mean, but it's and Vince. that's stunner. Like, I didn't expect it. Well, I mean, yeah, we didn't expect a ten star classic in the Tokyo Dome, but Vince is a crazy mother farmer, man. Vince is a wild dude, man. Um. Kevin Owens and Steve Austin didn't have a match. Just so everybody knows, that wasn't a match. It was a match, sir. Like I said. Nope. Yeah. No, I'm glad you agree with me. Steve Austin and uh, Kevin Owens did not have a match. Um, the bell rang. The bell rang. It was a, 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 a no disqualification, I don't whatever the, the fuck. Split, but it, it was I, a match. I don't care if the earth split in half and swallowed us all whole. Did, it was not a fucking did, match. Um, did you so, not like it? Well, well, hold on. Did did you not like it? Like what? The Stone Cold Steve Austin Kevin Owens match. If there was a match to like, I I might be able to comment on it. But I just seen them like running around the arena together. That wasn't a match. Um, I told you Stone there wasn't going to be a match. Like, it wasn't really a match. No, it, it was a match, sir. They oh, literally I, rang the bell. There was a pinfall. I, it was I, a match. DP and ring. let me tell you something. Uh, what do we have? Matches on DWI podcast because DP rings the bell. Is that why there's a match? Like, do we have matches all the time here or no? Like, oh, do you ring a bell every shit, time? Man. Every time a bell rings, a fucking, uh, you know, we get a. And yeah, a every time a bell rings and a referee counts a fall, yes, that's a match, sir. That's what constitutes a match, sir. And let me tell you something because going into it, I, you know, I thought like everybody else probably thought that Charlotte versus Ronda, that was going to be the main event. Because I, I thought that was the precedent that they set last year. The the women main event night one, the men main event night two. But ultimately, there would have been absolutely positively nothing that could have followed the match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. It was a match. And it, shout out, like, it was so great to see Stone Cold wrestle. You know what I mean? So now I entertaining altercation. Yeah, aka match. I don't think it wasn't a match. How was it not a match? They ring the bell and they counted a fall. How's that not a match, sir? If I was Stone Cold Steve Austin, I would not want it to be considered one of my matches. It was just a why it was absolutely 
It was great. And the crowd the, the went greatest part, for it, so, man. You, you know what? It was great. Because right at the beginning, the fucking knee strap came off from one of the braces. And that's like classic Stone Cold. But from there on out, like not to be able to pick your leg up to stomp a mud hole in somebody in the corner, that's kind of rough to watch. Um, so it wasn't okay, a match. But, oh, it was fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I told so let, you it wasn't going to be a match. It's fine. But the, it, but the strap obliged. The strap obliged. It, it was a match, nah, sir. Let me ask you this. You you didn't see that the more beers he had, the looser and faster that he got. Like, he started off, like, super slow. But the more beers he had, because they kept throwing them beers throughout the match, and he got a little looser every single time. It was like Popeye with the spinach, Stone Cold with his IPA. I think his segment and the allotted time he was allowed, he did a great job with. Um I wish this motherfucker was suplex on the concrete. That's I, a match, sir. I, I wish he could have had a match, but this definitely wasn't a match. He had a match, sir. Yeah. He's there had a lot a of matches. He's had a lot of matches. Yes. This wasn't one of them. And his last one was Saturday. Last Saturday. How's that not a match? All right, we're going to take and a And shout out to Kevin Owens, too. Now we're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> No, no, real quick, though. Shout out to Kevin Owens, who bumped his ass off. And I have to imagine that was an absolute dream for him. You remember when he re-upped with WWE last year? You know, we the numbers, we don't know the numbers. I'm sure he got a lot of money, but we don't actually know the numbers. But this Mellon Farmer got an opportunity to main event WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Listen, AEW can't, can't provide you that, man. I, so shout out to Kevin Owens and everybody that was poo-pooing and talking about, oh, well, he needs to go to uh, AEW and be with his friends and have five-star matches. They can't offer main event in the Super Bowl with, with the GOAT. They, they, you know, AEW doesn't have that in the, in the roster. It just is what it is. And, yes, it was a match. Just throwing that out there. Go ahead, Sonny. It wasn't a match, but you bring up a great point, the fact that uh, – it just you're just gonna have to let me keep going um, with that. Um, it wasn't a match, so uh, yes, we talked about this before. I brought up it wasn't a match. Uh, I brought up the fact that why would Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn leave when they get put in such important storylines, right? Like think about it. Like Sami Zayn got trusted with the top celebrity coming in, Johnny Knoxville, who's bigger than Logan Paul, and he's not. He's not. Well, He's to, not to us. He is. To He's not. That was twenty years ago, man. I've been watching them Mellon Farmers kick each other in the balls and since Kevin uh, like two thousand and two. Got trusted with Stone Cold Steve Austin, so that's huge, man. We I, I brought up the point. Why would they leave when they get good storylines, get paid that much money to be in that much exposure? And you completely agreed. Like these are two guys that you can flip flop face baby work with anybody big small indifferent and it doesn't matter they're just good all the time right so yeah i mean sammy Zayn, kevin owens both knocked it out of the park as i was watching and i would imagine as you were watching in person definitely we'll get to the sammy Zayn thing man but i i just want to give kevin owens his kevin owens rather his flowers because there's a bazillion guys on that roster that Stone Cold could have worked with or they could have programmed Stone Cold with. But the fact that they entrusted Stone Cold with Kevin Owens, that speaks volumes for Kevin Owens as a worker. And I'm not just necessarily talking about the build because that was amazing as well because he literally built this match by himself because Stone Cold, he gave that one pro that one promo. But for the most part, this program was built all on the back of Kevin Owens, and then he bumped his ass off to make Stone Cold look like a million bucks. And again, I'm sure that was a dream come true for Kevin Owens, but that speaks volumes for how WWE feels about Kevin Owens because they're not going to put him out there with a melon farmer that they thought that you know Stone Cold would be hesitant or even there was a modicum of opportunity for Stone Cold to get hurt. I mean, this melon farmer took a suplex on the concrete. Like you had to be, co- you had to be comfortable with the Mellon Farmer you were working with. So yeah, shout out to Kevin Owens. Seriously, he won. He's honestly, he's probably the big winner of the weekend, if you ask me. All right, what I'm gonna do is take a commercial break right here, 
DWI 319. A little bit different, more like an episode of PC and Platt. Um, not a big deal. But uh, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about the rest of the card. And most importantly, we have a unified, universal heavyweight champion. I think that's what they're calling it, right? Yes, and it was a match. You're right. Roman Reigns did have a match. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, DWI319, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. PC and Christopher Platt, DWI319, DP and AJ out on assignment, little bitches. Um, You think they're together somewhere? Rubbing each other's taints. Wasted. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's Shamil, Shlomazel, Hasabefer Incorporated. <laughs> and, uh, as they're rubbing their taints, they're playing, they're singing the uh, the Bernard uh, Shirley theme to each man, other. We're going to make it always. <laughs> Never knew male scissoring could be so rewarding. Can it be male scissoring when you got a twig and berries in the middle? I don't know what they're doing, dude. Uh, Ginsu knifing? <laughs> <laughs> next week. Next 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 week on Iron Chef. Pardon me, y'all. I'm still trying to get over this cold, so I apologize for the coughing, but <laughs> Alright, we're back. Let's talk about the main main event. Uh, I just want to say BTW, I got a lot of things wrong but I did get some stuff right. I did tell you Roman was going to walk out undisputed champ. I did say that that was going to be the finish. I told you the Usos were going to hold on. I told you Charlotte was going to beat Ronda. I told you... Whoa, 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 whoa. The first three you said, uh, Ray Charles could see that, and he's blind and dead. But but I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I was when, still going. No, when did when did you say that Charlotte was going to beat Ronda? When did uh, you say that, sir? Last week I wasn't on these airways. Last week on DWI. Oh, when I wasn't here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. How convenient. You want to listen? I wasn't here. I don't know. You don't listen to your own show. It's up to you. Um, I told you all that. Miz and Logan Paul were going to split and set up a match in the future. That happened. And I told y'all that MVP would end up managing Omos and we'd have the whole flip flop there. I predicted all five of those things. So, granted, we okay, did well, not... if we go on that, I told y'all that Almost and Bobby Lashley were going to have a match at WrestleMania. Granted, I thought it was going to be for the title, but at the same point in time, if we're doing that, if we're uh, uh, we're uh, self-filating, uh, yeah, I'm going to take that win. Yeah. So I predicted those five things, and Chris almost predicted something six months ago. Not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that main title, Chris. What do we do now? What's going on with this this unified world championship, right? It's Roman Fox and Raw, uh, Fox and USA both need to have champions apparently, but I'd said, no, they don't. What's the difference? Why don't they can't just have great storylines? People tune in and figure it out. Are we headed more towards what I was saying? Or is this just something that's happening in between? We're going to end up moving to separate belts again, because I don't know. I, I, I just see Roman. I, I, I said he's gonna. I said this was gonna happen. I also said Rock was gonna come out at the end of WrestleMania. That didn't happen. But I also said it'll happen next year. So I still think that's where we're going. I don't, Chris. I don't see Roman not being unified champ going into and through until next Mania. I don't know, man. Honestly, I I have no idea because history tells us that they have unified these belts. Several times in the past, and somehow, some way, by hook or by crook, they always find a way, they being WWE, to ununify these belts. 
or separate them. So if I'm judging by history, I think we're going to go back to that. I like the idea of having one unified champ and just having him float across shows. I think it gives you an opportunity to elevate some of the secondary titles. Like maybe on Raw, you can have a, a, a tag team title match main event or a, a, um, a, a U.S. title match or on SmackDown. We can have an intercontinental title match main event, this and that. Kind of taking it back to the territory days a little bit. So I don't know how long this is going to last, but I just don't see it lasting. And how they get out of this, I don't know. Because I want Roman, I want Roman to go in one of those Bruno San Martino type roles. I mean, granted, he's not going to go ten years before a loss, but that's what I'm saying. I want him to establish himself as dominant. I think he has, but I want him to keep winning. But yeah, they're they're, they're going to find a way to get out of this at some point in time. Maybe they run with it for now, but eventually we'll have separate titles again. Eventually. Uh, Hogan, Backlund. Pedro Morales and San Martino are the only four people that have ever held a WWE title longer than Roman Reigns. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So they're kind of on the outs with Hogan right now. They're not fucking with Backlund. He's never going to beat San Martino's record. But could he beat Pedro and the other three guys that I named? Maybe so. I, I just don't see them having that much discipline. And plus, I don't. Who's gonna beat him? Like they're building it up so strong. Like I have a, I have a couple contenders in my mind. Okay. I actually think the future is kind of bright for WWE because there's I mean, a couple of guys. Cody's at the forefront of your mind, right? No, actually, you know who's at the forefront of my mind? Jeff? I'm thinking Braun, Braun Breaker. Oh. He uh, Gable Stevenson. Oh, Gable. Okay. Okay. They've they've got some and Austin Theory. They clearly have plans for him. Gable Stevenson is really underwhelming physically, to be honest with you. Like, I understand his skills yeah, and everything. Like, so if we actually – No, no, no. But, I mean, like, uh, he just kind of uh, – he's not big. Yeah, he's, I, he's small. To, to be fair, to be fair, I didn't realize how short he was until I saw him in Dallas up amongst the Giants. I didn't realize how short he was. Yeah. But he, he has – but he has legitimate credibility – not only is he a national champion, he's an Olympic gold medalist, and you know they like that sort of thing. That's something they can market. And he has personality. Now, whether because he, he's he's from here, he's from Atlanta. He has personality. Now, whether or not it translates into the sports entertainment realm, that remains to be seen. But he's got a lot going for him. And again, Kurt Angle wasn't the, the biggest guy either, so he's got you know he's he's he he's got some things going for him. But I'm thinking. WWE, they're looking at them like that's kind of our future. You know what I mean? And I could be wrong, but I see a Chad Gable feud, like, and that's like not a good thing. Well, let me tell you this, man, and I'm just gonna say this, and then we'll get back to our mania thing. Chad Gable has Daniel Bryan potential. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. I'm not saying it is, but he's got that potential because he's a damn good wrestler and he's starting to get over here with this Alpha Academy shit. They're letting him kind of show his personality a little bit. I could see a scenario in which he's the next Daniel Bryan. Like the fans just push him to the top of the card. I'm not saying he's going to get there. I'm just saying he has Daniel Bryan potential. Now we can get back to media. Back to our regularly scheduled program. I mean, no, I I get it. I love the shoosh and the uh, thank you. I, I love it. I, I You know, I... I... I'm over for it. I'm, I, it's, it's gotten me. I'm a fan for it. It's just, ah, man, sometimes, you know, you know how it is. You see a guy and you either yes or no. And usually your first instinct is right. So that's just kind of where I'm sitting at. I hope I'm wrong, but, uh, we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be an interesting next year considering where we are right now with title pictures and things of that nature. Um, 
Well, talk about some of these matches on Mania, man, because I'd like to give the insider's perspective from being in the building Go for ahead. some of these matches. Give, give your favorite matches to be uh, live at. So Becky and and, and Bianca, I, I think that was the best match on either night on either card. And the crowd was up, and they were here for Bianca. They were also here for Becky, too. But that was just a damn good match, and and, and the crowd was here for that. Obviously, the Stone Cold uh, Kevin Owens match, obviously, we went up for that just because it was Stone Cold. It wasn't a match. We were up for that. Ray Ray, Dominic, Miz, and Logan Paul. Did Logan Paul look as good in person as he did on TV? Because he looked like a fucking professional wrestler on TV. Yes. And he got legitimate heat like a professional wrestler on TV, too. He's a big too. dude. He's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was bigger than everybody in that match. Yeah. And plus, he's a, he's a high school wrestler, so he kind of took to it. You know what I mean? He didn't look I would like to see at all. And I would like to see him do that permanently I, I know he got his own thing going on Agreed. but he's good enough where uh, this obviously we're gonna get a mitch uh, a mitch jesus christ we're gonna get a miz logan paul match at some point in time but i don't know how they're gonna turn him babyface because he plays the heel role so well and he's so good at it and he so understands how to get heat they'll they'll have raw in columbus and then the pay-per-view in cleveland for that match or something bruh they booed him in Cleveland. You remember the Raw where they were in Cleveland and yeah, he was cutting a baby face promo in Cleveland? he turns on Miz because Miz is in, you know, Miz is Hollywood, so it'll work. So let me ask you this, man. The Charlotte Ronda match, it kind of died in the arena. And the reason I think it died is because we're coming off the tag team match we just talked about. We're coming off uh, Bianca versus Becky, which was the match of the weekend. We're coming off... Seth freaking Rollins and the Cody Rhodes reveal. And then we're also coming off Undertaker coming out when they do the Hall of Fame announcements and you get the Undertaker intro entrance rather and everything else. So I feel like by the time that that match came around as a crowd, we were spent. Now the crowd ultimately started to get into it towards the end of the match. And when I went back and watched it on the CAC, it was a better match than I thought it was actually being there in the building. But I I think that it had a lot going against it because there was so so many things that happened before that match that the crowd was so emotionally invested in and got on such an emotional high. I feel like they probably should have put a buffer match between all of that stuff I just mentioned and this match so it could get its proper dues, but they didn't, and it, and it was what it was. And plus, Ronda just seems like she's just here to fulfill her contract. On the Marshawn Lynch side of the game, I'm just here so I don't get fired, boss. You know what I mean? I, I said it, too, and we talked about it, and everybody was like, well, Ronda's going to win here because she's not just around for a hot second. Well, no. LOL, Charlotte wins. You know, Brock is going to be off for a while now. It's all about the build to WrestleMania. Now is the lean times. We get some interesting storylines in WrestleMania Backlash or whatever the fuck they're doing. I don't even think they're doing that this year. Um, but it's just you got to understand the cycle of the beast. Like, you got to get it. You have to appreciate what just happened. Like, everything came to a culmination. Even things that are familiar now are still new. It's it's all started over, right? I mean, I can't wait. It'd be interesting if it was Cena and Roman at SummerSlam and the win by Roman there was aided by Rock because he hates Cena to help Roman win that match, but Roman didn't need it, and that sets up the feud. Like, that's where I feel we're going. We have to have, like, I don't I don't care about anything else right now. I know you asked me a question about Charlotte and Ronda, but I'm bringing it back around to Roman and Rock. Roman and Rock is where we're going. We have to go to Roman and Rock, Chris. Okay? It just has to happen. I don't give a shit about any other motherfuckers. Roman Reigns has to face The Rock in Hollywood, not at SummerSlam, not at Survivor Series, no Royal Rumble bullshit. Like, let's let's make this happen. Why are we not... What? Where? Why are people not seeing this? So let me ask you this from your perspective watching at home, because 
I have mixed feelings about the two-day WrestleManias. And, of course, they've already announced that it's going to be two days out in L.A. It'll always in 2023 be two as well. So, on one hand, I appreciate the non-work shift WrestleManias, you know, the seven, eight-hour WrestleManias, if we count in the pre-shows and stuff like that, because there's it's impossible for a crowd to stay that hot for that long. It just is what it is. But at the same point in time, and I, I feel like history, the most recent history has kind of bared this out, if we're talking about last year and this year, because I feel like night one was better last year just like night one was better this year. And I feel like it's palpable when you're actually in the audience because it's hard to keep up that level of intensity and just be high, just be that high coming off what you just saw. So not saying that night two was bad because night two had its highs as well, but I think we can all agree that night one was better. So again, I I say that to say that I, 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 okay, gun to my head, I probably prefer two nights as opposed to the one, the one marathon mania. But I I see the pluses and minuses of both as well. They gave us two hours of pre-show before each one this year. (laughs) So they, they touted at six and started at eight Eastern. Um, I don't well, I, I didn't. It, I, it, I was I was uh, fortunate enough to not have to deal with the pre-shows because sure. no, I wasn't no, no. watching that shit. I was getting to answering your question. I I don't care. Give it to me, however. You, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, really, like I mean, we ain't we ain't spending sixty to seventy-five bucks every month on it. So who gives a shit? Give it to me, however you give it to me. For ten dollars, I'll take it any which way. You know, that's that's important yeah, to think whoa, about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, you might oh, want to amend I, that statement, yeah, yeah, my friend. Right, You're going to have Big yeah, Butch yeah, and Bubba yeah. knocking on your door later tonight. I got you. With a cell phone and a $10 cash app. Excellent. With a cell phone and a $10 cash app, sir. I'm just saying, man, we're, we're benefiting from having a lot of media to consume and a lot of wrestling to consume, and it's all really, really, really good. So that that's where I'm at right now. Oh, and that Sami Zayn-Johnny Knoxville match on night two, that shit was over in the building, especially when we man <laughs> slammed Sami Zayn. Like, I can understand how the purists get mad at that, and I'm sure Jim Cornette's going to have a corollary or coronary when they show, that to, show it to him. But it was sports entertaining, man. It was what it was. Like, if you went into it with no expectations, which is my problem with the AJ and Edge match, I went into it with expectations, and it didn't live up to them. It came across better on television than it did live. The crowd kind of died for it. But in that particular match... You knew what it was. You knew it was going to be a shit show, and it delivered on every single level. We speculate and pine for what celebrities are going to participate in WrestleMania, and then to shit on them when they show up is just hypocr- you know, hypocratic at, at the least. Not hypocratic. That's hilarious. <clears throat> I mean, you know. I thought it was great. The only thing I didn't like about it was I wish Knoxville would have got out of the way of the mouse trap and would have hit him in the shoulder before it hit Sammy well, and the fucking chest. Yeah, there was yeah, they there was some that up uh, and it couldn't pull the trigger. But yeah. I thought the concept of that was hilarious. It was basically an episode of Jackass. But what did you expect going in? That's you know? what you wanted. They had the movie out. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and Pat McAfee was over like Rover with a four leaf clover in the building as well. Well, Vince coming out and doing his thing is looking better than anybody. Yeah. Until the bell rung, yes. Well, I mean, I mean, for for whatever seventy whatever, I mean, dude, come on, now. yeah, like, holy shit. Yeah, and he t- got to take one last stunner, which was hilarious because it was it was just hilarious. Oh, he went limp. He just yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he went live prior to '74. But I get what you're saying. Yes. 1974. Like he tried. He lost his balance. That he fell back in the robes, and Stone Cold had to go get him and catch it. It was just all bad. Like he was never the the master of taking stunners anyway. But this last one, it was fucking hilarious. But who cares if technically it wasn't a five star classic? We got one last. Stone Cold Vince McMahon 
taking a, one last Stone Cold Stunner? Like, what else does it matter? How are you not sports entertained? Are you not sports entertained? Is that not why you are here? You know what I'm doing. I hear you. All right, we're going to take one more commercial break. We're going to come back, wrap this whole Shibiscuit bagel up, and, uh, yeah. DWI 319, BC Tony, Christopher Platt. We'll be right back. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out thecheshire.com. Welcome back DWI319 Christopher Black PC Tony prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot chair shot radio network all your favorite streaming platforms. Chris <sighs> I've been drinking all day. Anything you'd like to say that you didn't get in today? Let me think, because I do feel like I'm missing some. Oh, shout out to Austin Theory, because he was the heel of heels in the building. He got over. That guy's going to be a star. I see what Vince sees in him. I, I just hope they don't fluck that up. Um, What else? Mania-wise. Oh, when Bobby Lashley suplexed almost. Pardon me, man, my, my voice. That got a big pop as well. Not the best match in the world, but that got a big pop. Cody obviously got a big pop. And he came across as a main eventer as well. Now, if they keep him at that level, we'll see what happens. It would behoove them, especially because MJF's contract and some other guys are going to run out. And I'm sure there's some guys that they're touting over there. So that that, that that's a big deal. Um, Am I missing anything? I mean, overall, it was a, it was a great WrestleMania both nights. I'm trying to think if there's something I'm missing. You can say words while I think. Words. While you think. While I think. Oh, perfect way to start Mania. Bringing out Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Absolutely perfect. The crowd was hot as fish grease. You know, we all love Shinsuke's entrance. And shout out to uh, Rick Boogs. I, I hope that he has a as speedy recovery as he possibly could because you know he was going for his Wrestlemania moment by trying to pick up both of the Usos and whatever they were going to do that was going to be his Mania moment but it didn't work out and I hope he gets well soon it's interesting that the bloodline both started and finished Wrestlemania that's saying something and also shout out to the triple threat tag match that started night two between RK Bro, the Street Profits, and the Alpha Academy. That was a really fun match to be in the stadium for, and the crowd went up for it because it was the first match. And Randy Orton just, I, I, it seems like this is the most fun that he's ever had doing this shit. Like, he seems to be legitimately having fun. The last, like, three years, I feel like this has been the best Orton that we've seen. Randy Orton comes out and says, I miss Daniel Bryan. Thoughts? Why wouldn't he? He's one of the best, arguably the best wrestler in the world. Like, that's like Jay-Z saying he misses Nas. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. One one master talking about another. Of course, real recognize real. Good deal. Good deal. All right. I think that's going to do it this week. We're just going to leave it at a little WrestleMania recap here. You, you've had your thoughts. I, I gave you my thoughts. We had some thoughts this week on a couple different podcasts. Anything outside of wrestling you want to hit on? Uh, the Lakers are out. Um, we're going to be covering winning time on Pot is War, so we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Kansas, big comeback against Carolina in the NCAA. I don't know. Anything sporting you want to hit on quick before we go? Shout out to Kansas winning the uh, NCAA tournament. I was never the biggest Bill Self fan, but now he has two national championships. So he's proven himself to be in that upper echelon. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the greatest of the greats. You know sure. what I mean? Agreed. He's got the two now. So it is what it is. Um, Shout out to Coach K. Career well done. That shit's got a sting going out. Not only your last regular season game, but also your last game, period. He lost his first game ever to Carolina. He lost his last home game to Carolina. And the last... But, I mean, that's 13 Final Fours, so... Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be just fine. 
Um, shout out to the Masters. It was good to see Tiger today. He yeah. made the cut. So I'll, that means I'll keep watching for the next couple of days. Word. <clears throat> and I think that's about it. Don't give uh don't give Joker the MVP this year. That doesn't make sense to me. Maybe Embiid. Not Joker. Joker doesn't need to be back to back MVPs. He's not on that level. Well, he didn't win it last year. He hasn't won one yet. He did win it last year. What are you talking about? No. Not not your man in Dallas. I'm talking about my man in Denver. Yeah, he hasn't won it. Joker, MVP. Jokic. Giannis won he MVP. literally he literally won it won it last year, sir. Did he win it last year? He literally won MVP last year, sir. Are you sure Simon didn't win it last year? Simon, who the fuck? Who the fuck is Simon? It ain't, it ain't an NBA NBA male farmer named Simon. What the fuck are you talking about? Simon got a hairdos. What? You never heard? I don't even know what he's talking about. Jeff got biscuits. Good for Jeff. What kind are they? Are they grands? Pillsbury grands? Or are they handmade or made from scratch? I'm just saying, I'm trying to I'm trying to riff while we look this up here. Yes, Jokic literally was MVP last year, man, and he shouldn't win again. Yes. Come on. Winner. I don't just be saying shit to be saying shit. I know y'all think I do, but I swear to God, I don't. Yes, that Miller and, and Jerry West need to sue the Miller Farmers. We're going to get into winning time, but Jerry West need to sue the Miller Farmers because they making him look like a J, like the ultimate J bro. Who's the first ever MVP? Do you know? I don't know. Fucking uh, George Mikan. Who? I don't know. Bob Pettit. I was gonna say Bob Pettit. That was literally on my tongue. Only you want to know what's crazy? The Lakers are out of the playoffs, and there's only three people that have won the MVP since Russell Westbrook won it, <laughs> and he's so bad now. <sighs> Russell Westbrook won the MVP in 2016-2017, and now he's like a cancer to your team. I think with the right team, he can still work. It's just not that team. What's the right team? A team where he can just hand the ball off to someone and they can shoot because he can't fucking shoot. Like, I'll give it to him over Ben Simmons. Like, at least he's not sitting out and wearing sunglasses on the fucking bench while he's sitting there watching a game like a fucking douchecock. But he can't shoot the fucking ball. Ben Simmons just recently got an epidural. That's all bad if you're not having a baby. Can you believe he was sitting on the bench the other night wearing sunglasses on the bench? He got an epidural, man. That's all bad if you're not having a baby. Do you know what an epidural is? It has to do with Google. your asshole, not your eyesight. No, it, it has nothing to do with your asshole, sir. Google it. Google it. Not on air, but just Google it. That's all bad. That's all bad. I don't know if we see him again this year. or Well, not again. I don't know if we see him this year. Because, again, would connotate that he was ever here, but he wasn't. Well, That's all bad, though. When you don't like basketball, you probably shouldn't be a professional basketball player. We don't like our jobs either, but we do them. <laughs> His job's just better than ours. Now, my bad, you like your job. I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say I, okay? You're I, right. Like yeah, job. not in love with it. Yeah. 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 Maybe we should just go. His, should we just check out? His is be, are we done? Yeah, his just makes more money than ours. Right. I guess we're done here, man. Um, yeah, shout out to Tiger again. Good to see you back on the courses. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Nice to have my voice back. Hopefully I can get over this cold. And shout out to Cody Rhodes. He ended racism in AEW. Like we we established that he ended racism. <laughs> And then his first night in WWE, <laughs> Bianca Belair wins, and Sasha Banks and oh, Naomi win the World Tag Team Championship. So maybe Cody really did end racism. So shout out to Cody Rhodes, man. Yeah. Oh, we shall overcome. Thanks to Cody. For ADPP, <laughs> for Ed, the phenomenal AJB. Uh, Christopher Platt, tell everybody where they can find you. You're going to find me marching with Cody Rhodes to Washington, baby. (laughs) 
Y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. More importantly, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot as my mic stand falls, make sure we keep providing that content you love so much day in and day out here at the Chair Shot by supporting the movement and going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. My name is PC Tony. Please continue to listen to everything Chair Shot Radio Network. This is the 319th edition of the DWI podcast. We'll be back next week with some Seinfeld coverage and trivia. But until then, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D-W-I. It wasn't a fucking match, by the way. I don't care what you say. I don't care what Greg says. He didn't have a match. He wouldn't want that to be considered a match, and now we gotta go. So now that Cody Rhodes ended racism, I'm going to go drive drunk to the liquor store. And it was a match, motherfucker! TheChairShot.com Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.